Trade. Welcome back to the trade. I'm Gino Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the Reason Apple Podcast. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you again for the continued support, the continued engagement, and the hashtag BananaCats. How are you, Drew? I'm alright, G. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Excited to jump into this podcast. This week, we have a few things I want to talk about. This in particular, I didn't show Drew. I want his raw reaction to this. And the this was just posted June 30th, 2021 by The Hill. It's a popular news site in the UK. And what caught my attention was the headline. It says, you know, people are urging online platforms to extend UK child protections to US. Now, I guess what they're trying to do is someone named Ed Markey and Kathy Castor, they're pushing digital platforms to apply the same protections for teens and young children in the U.S. as in the United Kingdom. So I guess the Democratic lawmakers sent letters to the ex- executives of Amazon, Facebook, Google, Snapchat, TikTok, and Twitter on Wednesday, asking them to extend any privacy protections they provide under the United Kingdom's age-appropriate design code, AADC to American users. Quote, today children and teens encounter constant threats to their privacy online. The letter shared with the Hill read, it is imperative that Congress acts with urgency to enact a strong privacy law for children and teens in the 21st century. They continue as we work towards that goal, we urge you to extend to American children and teens any any privacy enhancements that you implement to comply with the AADC. The AADC requires all commercial online services that are likely to be used by minors, such as social media platform or search engine, to meet a set of 15 standards that include data minimization, defaulting against collecting geolocation data, and bearing the use of nudge techniques to encourage data sharing. Now, companies are being asked to conform with the code in the UK starting September 2nd, a year after it came into force. I just kind of want your input on it. Like, what do you think... Is this going to work? Do you think it's going to be the same? I mean, just like anything that we do, we know kids can get away with having social media. It's not that hard. That's what I was going to say is like, to me, it just sounds like a really, really nice way to waste a bunch of money that's not going to do anything. Because I've never even heard of this before. They said it's only been around for a year there. So what what has it done? You know what I mean? Exactly. Are you like, have, have they seen progress? Are are people really under a, the age of a certain age not able to go on social media? I just don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, it sounds to me like they're just like using some skewed data to get push things. I don't know. That's weird. I, they need to keep that across the pond and not intermingle with our stuff. Yeah, I just um, I just don't think it's realistic. I think anyone can get away with making a profile online. It's all about the parents at the end of the day. It's all about how you're teaching your kids these things or what you're giving them in in order to be able to use these online social media platforms. And if you're checking their devices and seeing what they're up to and how they're using them, you know, I think everything's fine when it comes to this online stuff as long as they're using it appropriately and they're not being talked to by weirdos and they're just not going out of hand with it. So sad, I just wanted to get your input on that. Yeah, no, no. The sad thing is, is 
the the parents are almost overwhelmed. They really have no idea everything that's out there and what what it can be exploited and what can't. And it's 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 impossible to like ban your kid from the internet in 2021 unless you're right. like a, unless you're like a Quaker or something like that. Um, like yeah, no matter what, they're gonna go to a friend's house and. Yeah, exactly. Everything that any that I wasn't allowed to listen to or watch at my house when I was younger, I'd go over to someone else's house and watch it. So, sorry, Mom. Right. So, this is from Fox 13, Tampa Bay. Uh, this was published June 22nd. This is something that Drew had sent me. And the headline is, Genealogy Database Leads Tampa Police to 2007 Gasparilla, R word, can't really say that, suspect. So, police in Tampa say a cold case arrest was possible because the suspect had entered his DNA into a genealogy database, ultimately allowing detectives to match it to, in our word, you guys know what we're talking about, that happened after Gasparilla. Am I saying that right? Gasparilla? I, I think that's how you say it. That's how I would say it. We'll link the article below, and you guys can read it for yourselves. If I'm not pronouncing that correct, I apologize. But it happened 14 years ago, and according to police, it was back in January of 2007 when an unknown man initially offered to help the drunk woman get home to her University of Tampa dorm after the Gasparilla. Sounds like some kind of ball, doesn't it? I yeah, I, maybe that's what I, maybe that was confusing me when I was reading it when we were <laughs> we were dry run reading. I couldn't even get any of this out. She's like, "I'll do it," but yeah, maybe that's maybe that maybe we're missing something. Florida people, let us know. Maybe we'll have to ask Sully. Maybe he knows. But the woman says that where the stranger had done that really bad act on her in the shower, then fled when her roommate returned home. The roommate described the male as appearing shocked and nervous as if he did not expect someone to arrive at the apartment. The police report noted she went into the bathroom with the victim and closed the door and never saw the male again. DNA evidence collected at the time did not turn up any matches, and the case sat unresolved for years. In 2020, the case was revisited to see if genetic genealogy testing could turn up any matches. It took nearly a year, but detectives say Parban Nanolabs was able to come up with a possible match after a search of the DNA database on GED Match, the family tree, two services often used by people looking to research their ancestry. The lab identified Jared T. Vaughn as the possible suspect, and the DNA test in West Virginia, where he now lives, confirmed that there was a 1 in 700 billion chance of it being someone other than him. Vaughn, now 44, turned himself into the Orient Road jail last week. He faces a charge of, you know, the, the S-word battery. It has taken 14 years for resolution in this case, but it's something that was important to us and it was important to the victim to get some closure in this case. TBD Assistant Chief Ruben Delgado offered that was the whole idea about this squad, to kind of take these cases that have been unsolved, kind of regenerate them, get with FDLE, see what we can do on the technology side, and in this case, it was a positive and the victim can now have some closure. Our success depends on info found in public genealogy databases where participants, and this is important, must opt in for law enforcement matches, added FDLE special agent in charge Mark Brutnell. First and foremost, whoever wrote that article, you worded it terribly, but it's very interesting. These, like, genealogy things, they're, I mean, they're turning up all kinds of stuff. They found, like, a couple serial killers this way already. Now they're turning up, I don't know, want to, like, 
downplay the man's crime, but you know, some local R word. It's creepy and it's kind of cool at the same time. It's amazing that they're able to like track down people that way. And it's interesting. I didn't realize that you actually do opt in as they put it to have law enforcement have access to it. It's very interesting. Yeah, I hope they're able to catch a lot more people by doing that. I've got one more. Uh, this was reported on the 29th. Uh, who came this? This is from centralmaine.com. Augusta woman to serve five years for sexual exploitation of minor. Jessica Cox, 32, sentenced Tuesday to five years in prison, while Jared Jandero, 36, awaits trial on nearly identical charges in the case. An Augusta woman who has pleaded guilty to more than 20 counts of sexual crimes against a child younger than 12 was sentenced Tuesday to serve five years in prison. Jessica Cox pleaded guilty in early June to nearly 20 counts of sexual exploitation of a minor and five counts of unlawful sexual contact. Cox recorded and sent images of a girl who was younger than 12 at the time, including photographs of Cox touching the child sexually, according to prosecutors. Cox was sentenced to 10 years in prison, with five of those years suspended and six years of probation. If Cox complies with the conditions of her probation, she will serve only five non-suspended years. If she violates those conditions, she'll face the full 10 years. I think Jessica has all along wanted to accept responsibility for her actions. Her lawyer, Vern Party Jr., said following Tuesday's sentencing, She's going to do, be doing five years, which is a significant amount of time, of course. She's going to pay for what she's done, and she's ex accepted responsibility. She's extremely remorseful for what she's done. Cox probation conditions, according to Paul Rancha, an assistant attorney general, include no use or possession of alcohol or drugs, and that she attend substance abuse counseling, not have contact with minors, not have contact with the victims, not possess sexually explicit images, and not possess or use internet-enabled devices unless for a job. Jadaru's case is set for jury trial July 19th. Rasha said he could not comment on the resolution of the case against Cox because the case against her co-defendant was still pending. Cox's sentence was a result of plea deal according to Rancha and Pardee. Pardee said Cox had not engaged previously in activity similar to the, to the behavior for which she is being imprisoned. Cox, who did not address the court Tuesday at her sentencing, will be required on the state, will be, re <clears throat> excuse me, Cox, who did not address the court Tuesday at her sentencing, will be, re will be required to be on the state sex offenders registry for the rest of her life. According to an affidavit filed by Maine State Police Special Agent David Armstrong, authorities began investigating the case after they discovered what they considered a sexually explicit photograph of John Dedue's phone where they were investigating another case. The exploitation of minor charges each allege both suspects knowingly or intending the conduct would be photographed, did intentionally or knowingly employ, solicit, entice, persuade, use, compel, or induce by any threat, the victim to engage in sexually explicit conduct. All the incidents are alleged to have occurred in August 2017 in Kennebec County. Um, it's weird how girl cases never get any national coverage. 
Girl cases don't get any national coverage, you said? Yeah, I think it's true. Well, I should say women. The uh, women, you know, predators. They don't they generally don't get the uh, the national coverage at all. Well, this was out June thirtieth, twenty twenty one, and this is a woman predator. She says, "I'm so ashamed and sorry." And she's a Nebraska mom. She's thirty eight, and she sobs as she is sentenced up to one hundred and two years in prison for sexually assaulting her daughter's male friends, aged twelve and thirteen. During sleepovers where she plied them with alcohol and pot gummies, it says. Her name is Christina Greer, 38, sentenced to 64 to 102 years in prison Monday for luring the 12 and 13-year-old boy with the alcohol and weed edibles before she sexually assaulted them in her home. Court documents show, according to Omaha World Herald, in March, a Sarpy County jury had found Greer guilty of three counts of first-degree sexual assault of a child, six counts of felony child abuse, and two counts of witness tampering. Police initially arrested Greer after a report was made that she was having sex with one of the boys from September 2017 to December 2017. Sarpy County Sheriff's deputy testified that he interviewed a 13-year-old boy who admitted to having sex with Greer on three occasions at her home near someplace in the hills not really relevant another boy came forward in january 2019 with similar allegations and that august a child enticement charge was added to greer's list of charges due to defense requests greer's trial was delayed several times having sex with an adult female is thought of that's the cool kid of the group said sarpy county deputy attorney Phil Klein. It's just not the case in these situations. They've been bullied, transferred schools multiple times. It's just unfortunate they have to continue to deal with it, Klein added. In court Monday, Greer sobbed through her statement, saying she is so ashamed and sorry for what happened. Greer said that as a mom, it's her duty to protect her children, admitting she failed. Now our victims are 15, 16 years old, Klein said. One of them just got a driver's license. Now they're going to have to deal with this the rest of their lives. Any relationship will have trust issues due to what she did to them. Because they are minors, neither the boy's nor the woman's daughter have been identified. When Greer's daughters testified in court, she stated that her mother had initially told her not to tell anyone about the assaults at their home because Greer would get in trouble and lose her kids. Greer's daughter testified she heard her mother and one boy in her bedroom kissing. Another teen testified that the daughter said the boy was having sex with her mom at the time, Clean said. After three hours of deliberation, the jury finally de delivered their verdict. We're immensely pleased, Clint said. It's been three years, a harrowing experience for the families, for the victims. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, just immensely proud of the victims in this case, to be able to stay on course and still testify, Clint added. Like, women predators are everywhere. They don't really see many stories, like you said. That one really caught my eye because she's getting 64 to 102 years in prison you, like you said you don't really see stuff like that and we just said two in this one episode so you know they're out there people yeah just no one wants to see the ones right in their face it seems like the like i always say the community's obsessed with this uh super elites but you guys well, yeah they, they look past the stuff that's right in front of us I and mean, this is yeah. everyday people like the officer said there are some people out there who'd like to think that, oh, it's cool. You got with your teacher. You got with, you got with your friend's mom, or you got with an older woman. Period. 
It's like we're not in those times anymore. And I think he's right when kids are not getting praise for things like that anymore. They're getting hate and they're getting made fun of and they're getting bullied. It's it's not something that's cool. It's uh, It warps the mind of a young child and it makes them, I feel like, think about that forever. And they're, they... I feel like when you impact a child's life in whatever way it is, whether it's what we're talking about or emotionally or what physically, like whether it's not penetration, like what we're talking about, but like hitting and kicking or just calling them names, it sticks with them for life, like forever. No matter what kind of impact it is, it's with them for life. And if you don't want to be that cause an effect on someone stay in your lane and do your own thing and don't be a creep weirdo like you're literally ruining someone's life by just saying or doing something for two minutes or less you're just it's with them forever so just remember that like when you're in a situation where you have the upper hand and you have the power do you want to use that power for good or do you want to use that power for bad well said g like always I think we'll end it here. This might be a little longer of an episode, but if you're listening until the the end right now, comment, give us a like, let us know how we're doing. We appreciate the feedback. We love you guys. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats, much love. Peace.